0: I really wish I could be one of those girls that loves doing cardio. That's like, every morning, I need to get up and I need to run 10 miles. But I genuinely prefer rotting in bed. Listening to audiobooks probably is the only way that I get any steps in. A story that just makes any type of repetitive activity better is my favorite kind of story. And my absolute favorite go-to platform to use is Audible. I love Audible because of their unparalleled selection. They've got thousands of titles to choose from. They have audiobooks across every genre, from thrillers to romance novels to self-help books, but they also have podcasts, guided wellness programs, theatrical performances, comedy, originals. I'm a thriller girlie, so I'm currently listening to A Flicker in the Dark by Stacey Willingham, and the story follows a psychologist named Chloe. She moved to Baton Rouge to get away from the family's dark history. Chloe's dad is in prison for the kidnapping and murder of six young girls who went missing when Chloe was a kid, so there's a lot to unpack already. Chloe is the reason her dad got arrested. She found this charm belonging to one of the victims in her dad's closet. But there are some things that just don't add up about the investigation. And just when Chloe feels like she's finally moving on from the past, a series of copycat murders start happening in Baton Rouge, forcing Chloe to dig up the past. The story is so fast-paced, I love it, and there are so many red herrings. Anyone can be a suspect, including Chloe's own husband, her brother. I've been listening to portions of this audiobook for about 30 minutes every single morning while I go out for a little light I want to say jog, but right now it's more of a walk. And listening to audiobooks always sets me up to be more productive and creative throughout the day. So if you're looking for a way to spice up your cardio sessions or just be more inspired, sometimes I just play it and I rot in bed anyway. I just lay there and I listen to it, and it's so good. I highly recommend using Audible. Audible members can keep one title a month to keep from their entire catalog. New members can try Audible now for thirty days. Visit audible.com/baking or text baking to 500 That's audible.com/baking or text Baking to 500-500 to try Audible free for 30 days. Our apartment lease in New York City is almost up, which means it's time for that hunt for the perfect apartment again. And I'm sure everyone can agree to this, but when your apartment takes off all of the boxes, you feel so much happier being home. You look forward to going home. But it is hard. It is hard finding the perfect place, especially in a place like New York. For us, we need to have an end unit washer and dryer. That is like a non-negotiable. We need to have hardwood floors because of my allergies. And we love any unit facing southwest. That is golden hour prime time. And since we're not in New York City right now, we've been using Apartments.com to help us find our new home. Apartments.com has helped millions of renters find their perfect place with powerful search tools to help find a rental listing that checks all of your specific, unique boxes. I love that there's a ton of 3D virtual tours, which have come in honestly so handy for us because we're constantly traveling these days. It saves us so much time and money, and it's really helpful for or if you're moving to a new city. Maybe you're moving to the next town over, saves you so much time. My favorite feature though is the amenity filters, so you can make sure your possible future home has all of the amenities you need. Like I said, in-unit washer and dryer, but you can even search for units with a balcony so you can enjoy a nice sunrise with your coffee. And once you find a new place that you like, you can even favorite them so they're all neatly organized. I get so excited to apartment hunt every night with my fiance. So visit apartments.com, the place to find a place.
1: Bada bing, bada bing.
0: Welcome to this week's episode of Bake It a Mystery, Bake It a Murder. And I feel like it's spooked over already. I feel like I wanna dive into the haunted, the creepy, the extra. I was gonna say extraterrestrial, but I'm not really that into aliens. So we're just gonna get into the paranormal. And normally I'm not that much into ghosts either. I don't really like a ghost book. I don't like a paranormal thriller. I don't like a paranormal show, mainly because I feel like it just looks goofy. Like there comes a point in the show where I have to let out a little giggle gaggle because I'm like, this looks f***ing bodonculus. Why is the ghost hanging upside down like a bat and going like in someone's face? That's not even scary anymore at that point. That's just called a mental breakdown. That's a regular Tuesday for me, sister. So anyway, I thought I would give this K-drama a try. It's called Revenant. Not to be confused with Leonardo DiCaprio's The Revenant okay yeah 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 yeah. but it's a good one okay i got a lot of um i got a lot of requests to do it i'm just gonna jump right into it i don't even want to tell you what it's about is it good though it's good oh it's good so do you know what a hanok is you know what a hanok is we stayed at a hanok together a hanok is one of these old traditional korean homes the doors they all slide they're not thick they're made out of wood and thick pieces of paper can't just be um for real with you guys We stayed at a Hanuk hotel and (laughs) there was no lock. There's like the worst lock. And there's, I think, six different units on Mm -hmm. that level. Yeah. Yeah. Let me tell you. Let me tell you, it was not fun in the sense that like my paranoid booty could not handle it. Even at a regular hotel room, I need to triple lock it, put like those door stoppers on it. Those little security alarms when you travel. There was nothing. It's one of those like hook locks.
1: Yeah, Yeah. Yeah.
0: So think about that, okay? And obviously the way I'm describing it, it sounds like a house that I could build, but it's actually really, really beautiful. It's got a certain charm to it. You know, the fact that people used to live in these types of homes, fascinating. When the light shines through the doors and the windows that are sliding and just the wood. And then like you got the tall ceilings with the arched ceilings. (laughs) 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 I'm not an interior designer. I'm not an architect, okay? Okay. Now, in the opening scene, we've got this older lady, a grandma, if you will, and she owns this house. She lives there with her son by the name of Kang Mo, and he's a middle-aged man. seems to be in some sort of scholarly profession he's got a whole wing of the house to himself and every single corner of this area is filled with just old looking books not even regular textbooks i'm talking leather-bound journals paper-bound journals that the the pages are so yellow it looks like someone peed on them that old there's those scrolls that you have to undo it's giving Mm -hmm. what the fork is going on right i mean it's weird This particular night, it's even weirder because it's thundering and it's raining outside. And he rushes in, soaking wet. It's straight up a horror movie. He speed walks into his office and every time that the lightning would illuminate everything, you see in the shadow outside the hanok, the shadow of a girl who looks like she's being electrocuted. So she's standing there, but her hair is all standing up and kind of loose.
1: Wait, 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 I'm so sorry. Is that are you talking about a ghost or an actual person?
0: Uh, we don't know. You know what I mean? We don't okay. know. It
1: looks like an actual person.
0: It looks like a ghost too oh okay it looks like it's about to be a cliffhanger <laughs> okay it's just like this in what? the shadow
1: and he didn't see her no okay
0: yeah and the minute that he slides close the office door he does something very interesting he grabs a rope with these little white strings attached to it dangling off of it almost like you would imagine like vampires you get the garlic cloves and then you put them on the door
1: ah uh, he lock seals the door from the ghost
0: yes mm. but i mean clearly he's doing this for the ghost and not people because I could rip through that. Not to brag. Not to like, you know, but like I could rip through that in 0.2 seconds. You're dead meat if I'm coming through
2: that door. I'm just kidding.
0: (laughs) He starts rushing to his desk, pulling out all of these old looking weather bound, leather bound, weathered, leather bound journals. And he pulls out a small box from inside of his briefcase. This box looks ancient. It's wooden and it's wrapped tightly in rope. And he starts talking to himself and he's frantic. He looks like he's having a panic attack. He doesn't understand. He grabs a book that's called Hair. It's called, um, there's a very specific word in Korean, but it's the olden, olden days, like when the dynastic times, this is like current day, by the way, but it's a book about like the dynastic times where the women, the wives, they would all wear their hair like braided around their head and they would sometimes put on this little, like a little patch, and mm-hmm. you braid it. Or it's like a little hair yeah, It's yeah. a hair accessory, right? Yeah, I've seen that. yeah. So he grabs a book, and it says hair accessories, but it's like referring to the olden days, yeah. The din- the dynastic times, right? Is that a word? I don't know. We're going with it anyway. And he's opening it, and he's saying to himself, "What could have gone wrong? What went wrong?" And then he hears a voice, "Kangmo, is that you?" It's his mom. Kangmo, open the door. I'm scared. The thing, the, the thing keeps chasing me around. It's outside. Please open the door if you're in there. Please, I need some help. Oh, M.G. He freezes. But of course, he does what every intro to every paranormal show does. He opens the goddamn door. But he's not staring at his mom. He's not staring at little old grandma. And I was thinking, <laughs> he's going to be staring at the girl with the hair, right? Uh-huh. Actually, no. He's staring at himself while lightning flashes behind the two of them. And another version of himself says, You open the door. Lightning flashes, and we see the grandma go through the house for real this time, the real grandma. Kangmo, is that you? Are you home? She gets to his office door that is now closed again, slowly slides it open, and there is Kangmo suspended from the ceiling, dead. Okay, but this is just the start because that spirit is gonna find someone else, and it's gonna be none other than one of the prettiest actresses in all of Korea, Kim Teddy. Oh my God, love this woman. Okay, but in this show, she's not Kim Teddy. She's Koo San Young. We're gonna call her Sunny. Okay, Sunny. Sunny sani Sani. yes honey okay Okay. sunny is going through it she's working all day non-stop as a delivery woman at the end of the day it's not even just her job she just seems over life and every time she walks past the han river bridge to get home she contemplates you know so much so that she even steps her foot on the railings to try and see okay is this what i want so near the Han River, there's usually little benches that you can sit on and stare into the black abyss while you eat ramen and beers. It's like a quintessential Korean festivity, right? Harold, very Korean, he's sitting there with five cans of empty beer next to him and he's wearing a trench coat, very properly dressed. He's maybe in his mid-50s, handsome, but like not too handsome. Definitely like... um yeah, no, not a hot not a hot professor at all. Just kind of like a professor, <laughs> okay? He's properly dressed, though, so he gets brownie points for that. He's sitting next to a student, lecturing him about something called death by intimidation. It's a code of law that was added back in the day. But as he's talking, we see a shift in the energy. There are these weird black shadows traveling fast near the Han River, reflecting off the dark waters, and Harold jumps up, throws his beer on the ground. It started again. He starts booking it towards the bridge. He sees someone standing there. It's Sonny, ready to jump, leaning over. So he's booking it running faster and faster, jumping over the guard railings. And I would say Harold, like I said, is like 50 years old, but he's built like a 21 year old because I wouldn't even be able to do that. And I'm very much younger than him. Okay. He sees Sonny. He's doing some Spider-Man Marvel action parkour across the bridge, running, running. He's running straight into oncoming traffic to get to her. And he keeps saying it started again. And we're like, what the hell started again? At one point he gets hit by a, Car, but he gets up and he gets to the girl. He shoves her off the railing and she screams, Oh my God, Ajashi, what the hell are you doing? It's not Sonny. It's a random girl that was just on the phone with her boyfriend, standing and looking over the edge. What? We find out that Sonny was on a completely different bridge. and Harold looks around breathing fast cars have stopped in the middle of the road cursing him out and he's caused utter chaos one man gets out of the car Harold sees these black shadows forming on the pavement and it feels like he's the only one that can see him and they're moving closer and closer to the man that just got out of his car and Harold screams no the shadows on the ground look like they jump up from the pavement and grab onto this man and throw him off the bridge
1: so you're saying the shadow basically came alive.
0: Yeah, and killed someone. Huh? And he's dead, but it looks like he jumped by himself.
1: Into the water. Yeah.
0: Hmm. Sunny is about to do it when her phone rings and it's her mom. Honey, they caught them. The people who scammed us with the voice phishing calls, they caught them. Sunny puts her phone in her pocket and runs to the police station. Um, I just want to say something. They're really doing Sunny dirty because lots of uphill running in this show. Okay, just running uphill nonstop. She's been doing it all day. I'm tired watching. Now she gets to the police station. There are countless families just wailing outside. All of these people have been scammed by these voice fishing mother forkers. And she's saying, mom, what's going on? I thought they caught the guy. Why is everyone crying? Sonny's mom is crying too, holding on to her. They said it's all gone. Our money is all gone. They used it already. The criminals spent it all. Her mom is crying and they're screaming. They don't know what we did to earn that money. That was our life savings. And we see Sonny lose it for the first time, which, you know, isn't that like (laughs) impressive because it's like five minutes into the show, but I like it, okay? It's a lot of character movement. She tries to fight the cops to get to the criminals and she's screaming, "You you assholes. And then after this gut-wrenching scene, we see Sonny and her mom walk uphill back home in silence. And you just know she's been holding it in because she finally turns around and says, Mom, how could you just send it over without even verifying if they were telling the truth? Do you know what I did to earn that money? Like everything I sacrificed. How could I not, Sonny? They said you had been kidnapped. You're the only one that I have. And if you had just answered my calls, then maybe I wouldn't have sent it over. Oh my, I told you I was working that day. I told you that. Please, please don't scream. My heart is racing. Please. Sonny wants to yell more, but her her mom has a heart condition that she doesn't want to trigger. Did you take your meds? No. Okay, let's go inside. Come on. They live in this run-down apartment where Sonny does most of the housework. Her mom has definitely some sort of, I don't know if it's just the heart condition or other some sort of ailments, but she seems sickly. Come on, eat. How can I eat when I've done nothing right? Mom, don't be so dramatic. Just eat. You have to eat so that you can take your meds, okay? She eats a little bite of soup and says, Sonny, should I start working again? Sonny looks so stressed. Why work, mom? Just stay home and rest. I will do whatever. Just, just, just stay home. You don't think I'm a good worker. You're looking down on me. I can see it in your eyes. I'm not looking down on you, mom. Yes, you are. I can see it in the way that you look at me. Oh my God, mom. It's not that. It's just, don't you remember all the money that we had to pay the convenience store after you broke the refrigerator? That was just one time. It was a single mistake. But oh my, it wasn't a single mistake. The job before you had spilled kimchi jjigae on a customer's designer purse at the barbecue place. That was like $8,000 that we had to pay back. It was soybean paste soup. Sunny sees her mom getting sad so she starts comforting her. Mom, it's okay, okay? I will worry about the money and you worry about your health. I love you. I love That's the only thing I am healthy And I love you Her phone starts ringing Oh my god, scared me Is it the landlord? Sonny's mom looks at her phone Uh, no She gets up to take a deep breath before answering And it seems like she knows who's calling And it's not a casual call She picks up and says Hi, yes, uh, what's going on? (gasps) She sits down on the couch Okay Yes, I understand. She hangs up. Who is it, mom? You have to come with me somewhere. Right now? I'm eating. And I gotta go for another gig. I gotta do 대리운전, the designated driver. No, this is more important. Go get ready. Meanwhile, I don't know what the fork Herald does for a living yet. Okay? He's a professor but I didn't know it at the time, but we should all be doing a professor's job then because he lives in an evil person's mansion. I don't think he's evil. My spidey senses are telling me that Harold is one of the good leads in this show, but this house is giving evil layer. It's cold. It's got harsh corners, cold marble floors, not a single pop of color, no sentimental items anywhere, just all cold. There's one singular family portrait in the house and we have no idea what's going on there. Did they die? Who are they? Who are these people to Harold? Did he kill Kill them. And of course, he grabs a glass to drink. Not a single one of these cool, sophisticated, rich people eat. That is what I realized, okay? they all be coming home. And my first instinct is snacks. Their first instinct is whiskey on the rocks. And I'm like, on an empty stomach? That's disgusting, okay? That's vile and despicable. But he's doing that. He goes over to the counter with all of his mail. And he opens one. By Kang Mo Ku. The guy that just died what the man from the first scene the one in the old hanok house he opens it up and in red ink it reads
1: it's from him yes oh
0: if i am to die you must save my daughter her name is klusani sunny yeah so sunny and her mom they get on a bus And her mom's not responding, not letting her know where they're going, who they're seeing, nothing. It's the middle of the night. Where the hell could they be going? Sonny is trying to whisper to her on the bus. Are you really not going to tell me who we're going to see? Finally, she caves. Do you not remember your father? My dad. And we get a flashback of baby Sani and her dad reading books before bedtime. And her dad is Kang Mo, the, the man that died in the first scene. And he's clearly linked to Harold somehow. The way that they talk is way too similar. Like they're both into folklore and the old ancient times. They're both fascinated by history. And the only memory Sonny has of him is telling her at night while reading a book to simplify what this book means, Sonny. It means that ghosts are real.
1: <laughs> Jeez.
0: But Sonny doesn't tell her mom that on the bus. It's a weird story. She just says, I don't really remember him well. I mean, he passed away when I was young, so. But why are we suddenly talking about dad? Like, you hate talking about dad. Your dad didn't die when you were young. What? He wasn't dead. We divorced when you were five. Anyway, we're here. Sunny is so freaking confused, but her mom isn't trying to tell her more. And so Sunny's like, mom, are you, are you okay? Is it because of the voice fishing thing? Are you losing your mind? Remember dad died from a hit and run when i was 5 while he was on his way to work. Sammy's mom is still not responding. I only made up that and she keeps pushing until finally the mom says i only made up that story because you kept asking about your dad. Then then what the hell was the memorial that we hold for him every single year since his death since i was 5? You kept asking for one so i picked a random day and we did it. The ashes we spread in the ocean? I remember that very clearly. We went to eat raw crab afterwards. Was that a lie too? Yeah. Okay. So honey and her mom's relationship is very odd. Her mom is, um, you know, to put it very nicely, not the best communicator. No. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, very young is the vibe. Like her mom gives me kind of my mom in the sense of like, I feel like they're both 13 at heart. <laughs> And so San- Sani is like, Sani is like, hold on, stop walking. So you're telling me for all this time my healthy dad was alive and you told me that he was dead? Literally, why?
1: Well, he's dead now. So.
0: Yeah, <laughs> because I have no intention of ever seeing him again. Then why are you telling me all of this now? Because he's dead for real now and you're still his daughter, so you should say goodbye.
1: But she already went through this once. Yeah,
0: why go through it again? Yeah. So the two, they walk in silence to the old Hanok house, the place where he died, the one from the start of the show. And Sani's mom looks terrified to be there. But she swallows her fear and meets with the grandma. So this is her former mother-in-law. Then they go into the room where the altar is set up. So in Korean, you have to pay your respects. So in, in like major cities, you don't do it at homes. You do it in these buildings that are made for funerals. Like there's rooms next door that everyone's a funeral. Because everyone gets cremated in Korea usually. There's a portrait of them. You pay your respects. You do a full bow, like a tur to the deceased. And then you turn to the right where all their family is standing, their immediate family. And you actually bow to them. So it's like showing your respects to the living and the dead. Yeah. Anyway, they go into the room with the altar set up. They bow to Professor Gu one last time. And then they bow to the grandma. The mom says, say hi, Sunny. This is your grandmother. Hello. Grandma just nods at her. Well, we'll be on our way now. There's actually something I would like to talk to Sonny about alone. Now, this is where Sani's mom looks so stressed. She says, actually, no, we got to go. It is Kangmo's last dying wish. Yeah, still no. Sani's mom is panicked. She wants to get the hell out of there for some reason. So is this grandma evil? I don't know. It seems like she knows what's going on inside this house. And that's probably why she left her husband to begin with, because she doesn't want her husband and her daughter to like be involved in this weird shit. But grandma says, Hangmo died without seeing his daughter's face one last time. Are you really going to be like this until the very last end? Sunny goes to sit with the grandma, in the creepy room filled with books all up against the walls. Grandma is not even maternal. She's just staring at her, not even with love. Sunny does see a little picture of herself in the back that her dad kept, but that's it. Are you healthy, Sunny? Living well? Uh, yes. Sorry, what did my dad do for a living? Your mom didn't even tell you that? She said that he worked in an office. Oh, (laughs) no, he's a folklore professor. Oh, but what happened to him to make him take his own life? Grandma gets up from the wooden chair and walks over to his former desk. She pulls out a box. Here. What is this? It belonged to your dad. He wanted you to have it. Take it. She picks up the wooden box, but when she's holding it, Grandma refuses to look at her. It's weird. She opens it up, and inside is a red hair accessory from the olden days. She touches it, and this is, the, this is the thing that her father was scared of in the very first scene. She touches it, and she feels this out-of-body experience where she almost hears a whisper that sounds like her voice, and it says, She took it.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: And she walks out of there dazed, confused with this box in her hand. And her mom is like, what is that? Dad said that I should have it. Her mom chucks it on the ground, box and hair accessory and all. What's wrong with you, mom? Sonny tries to yell at her mom. Do not ever touch a single thing in this house and don't take anything home. Do not take anything home from this house. It's dad's. Since when did you even have a dad? You never even knew him. Mom, what the hell is wrong with you? You lied to me for so long and now you want me to throw away the only thing that he left for me? Let it go, Sonny. Let what go? You didn't care about dad, but dad was thinking about us this whole time. He was thinking about me. What would you know? Sonny, what would you know? The thought of even coming to this godforsaken house and thinking about your dad makes me want to die. I should have come by myself. I should have never brought you. I should have never told you about this. I should have never done this. And she starts having a full-blown panic attack. So Sonny has to be like, okay, okay, it's okay. Calm down, mom. It's okay. I'm not gonna take it. I won't take it, okay? And they walk off together. And her mom walks a little bit faster before her, trying to catch the bus. And as they're coming down the stairs, Harold is coming in to pay his respects, and he stops Sonny. Please, just um, could I speak to you for a second? Sonny's confused. Are you perhaps Kuzhani? Excuse me. Are you the professor's daughter? Um, apparently. Why? Harold looks down at Sonny's shadow. So it's nighttime, but there's these little like lamps outside. And in real life, Sonny's hair is tied. But in her shadow, her hair is all floating.
1: Bruh, what's going on? Yeah. Does Sonny see it? No. Oh.
0: Sonny's mom calls for her. We're going to miss the bus. Hurry, Sonny. Oh, I'm sorry, Sarah. I have to get going. And she pushes past Harold tries to stop her, but he's terrified of her shadow. I mean, Professor Gu was right that he's scared for his daughter. Something's going on with his daughter. His daughter is possessed by an evil spirit, basically. So Harold continues to pay respects to Professor Gu and even bows to the mother and says, nice to meet you. My name is Harold. I worked with Professor Gu. I know this is odd, but could I ask you a few questions? Professor Gu retired suddenly 15 years ago. How did he come to pass? What was your relationship with him? Why are you here? It doesn't seem like you're here to mourn his death. Please leave.
3: visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today.
0: Professor Harold leaves and goes back home and he opens up this sliding door in his cold, cold mansion. And it's an entire operation room, an entire room with pictures of Professor Gu and all of his studies on the wall. Professor Gu studied shamanism in Korea and he wrote reports about ghosts before he retired. Ghosts with loose long hair that floated in the sky that could be seen in shadows. To which other professors wrote scathing reports about how Professor Gu's thesis all had fantastical stories of ghosts with no sources or origins. They all believed he was losing his mind. Back at home, Sonny falls asleep on her desk trying to study. So she's going to college while working all these jobs, I guess. But we see in the mirror that while she's asleep, her reflection gets up, hunts down the scammer that stole all the money from them that was let free from jail. So this little scammer, he's let free from jail because they couldn't find enough evidence. He's about to change locations with his boss. He's on the phone with his boss. And he's like getting a duffel bag and putting all their old files in. And he's like, I'm going to meet you at the new office. I'm just grabbing the rest of the files. And the boss says, good. Open the door. And there's a static on the phone. What? You said you were at the new office, boss. What do you mean open the door? I said, open the door. But when he's saying it, it sounds like it's almost two voices distorting. Mm. It's like his boss, but also someone behind him at the same time saying, open the door.
1: Mm. Is
0: he creeped out? Yeah. And he's probably thinking, oh my God, I'm about to get arrested again,
2: right?
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's a raid. But uh, instead, the static continues and suddenly a girl's voice screams, I said, open the door. The scammer gets so freaked out that he grabs his bag to run out And he does open the door and he freezes. We don't see who it is, but it seems like Sonny's shadow or other self is there to see him. Okay. And we see Sonny wake up super confused. Okay. When she went to sleep, her computer was playing the news. Now there's an article about how scammers got out on bail for the voice phishing thing. So she's like, when was I looking up about the voice fishers? But Mm -hmm. she's got no time to think about this. It's time to get to work. So she's on her delivery scooter when she gets another text message. I am Professor Harold from Cheong University. Please call me. What the hell? Why do I keep getting this Is this some new type of voice phishing scam? And she ignores it, puts her phone in her pocket. She goes to deliver food at a construction site that has to be stopped because the workers came across a rock that could be a cultural artifact. So they have to wait for a professor from a local university to come and either deem it not a cultural artifact or a cultural artifact because Korea's really crazy about it. You can't just keep drilling, right? And that is how Sonny and Professor Harold conveniently meet again. Here's one thing I will say about this drama. This drama is set place in Seoul, where there is a population of now 10 people. <laughs> okay, everyone knows everyone. I'm just saying, okay? Why didn't you respond to my text, Sonny? Your text? She pulls up her phone. Professor Harold, that's you? I guess we're destined to meet again, though ill-fated. Wait, how did you even give my number? Just wait a minute. I have some work, but I should be quick. And he starts walking towards the construction crew. And she's like, what the hell is wrong with this guy? So she follows to deliver all the food to the construction people. And she's watching him take pictures of a rock that was used during the Joseon dynasty and that was uncovered during construction. And the head construction guy in his fancy suit is giving chop chop time is money vibes. And Harold tells him, after I get the pictures, you can continue construction. The foundation is crude. It's useless as a cultural artifact. But I do recommend a ritual. A what? You're not possibly suggesting that I stop construction, a multi-million dollar construction, and lose money for a what? A a ritual? That foul-smelling black soil over there? That was an outhouse. The outhouse goddess is a very scary ghost with a violent personality. So... You want, if, if you don't want to do a ritual, at least conduct yourselves respectfully as these spirits have been watching over the land for over hundreds of years. And he walks off and the suit guy is like, what the hell is that guy talking about? Harold walks off and Sonny approaches him at his car. You're a folklore professor? Do all folklore professors do this type of work? And lectures and other things. So you knew my father? No. Then why were you we at his funeral? Harold looks at Shani's shadow and her hair is crazier. The shadow has gotten bigger than the night that he saw her at the How funeral. How she
1: not notice this?
0: She can't see it. When she sees her shadow, it's a it's regular normal. shadow. Uh, yeah.
1: Only he does. Yeah. Mm.
0: And he looks and says, it's grown. What's grown? People around you will die. Excuse me? People you don't like or you wish would disappear will die. Evil spirits are said to grow by fulfilling a person's desires. Excuse me? I'm not sure what the hell you're talking about. An evil spirit has latched onto you. An evil... Are you talking about a ghost? Yes. Sunny thinks that this is some sort of new scam. And Harold says, this is not a new scam. Forget it. I, just, I don't have money for an exorcism or anything like that. So I don't know how you got my number, but you can try someone else. So lose my number unless you need a delivery or a designated driver or something. And she's about to walk off, but he says, let's do it right now. He throws, her, throws his keys to her anywhere. The longer the drive, the better. So in Korea, designated driver is actually you can rent a person, an Uber driver to drive your car to a designation. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And she's like, what the hell is wrong with you? But since Sonny's getting paid and it's easier than doing deliveries, she goes for it. She gets in the car, starts driving. He's in the passenger seat. He's playing the sounds of shaman rituals. It's not a bop. You're not going to be in the car like, ooh, that's a bop. It's a lot of like clanging and banging, right? It's loud, but he won't change the music. And Sonny thinks this man is crazy. But seriously, why are you doing this, professor? Do you just have so much money that you like to throw it around? I see them. What? I see ghosts. Sunny stops the car. Yeah, I can't do it. Sorry. I was going to do it for the money, but I think you're crazy. She gets out the car and she starts walking and he chases after her. They're not all bad ghosts. Some are here to protect us like our ancestors. And then there are those that are just wandering. They're lost. But the one that's latched onto you is a very vile one. Look, Adeshi, the four miles that I drove, that was a freebie, okay? So you're welcome. He keeps following her. I need to know how it latched onto you. Have you recently gone somewhere with very bad energy? Or have you touched something very odd? Very old? Something very, very old? An ominous object? not a Not a normal thing? Excuse me, sir. I don't believe in ghosts, nor do I have the time and luxury to believe in something so frivolous. I have to get to work. Keep a mirror next to you And watch it You'll see something unusual Sunny walks off and continues working Till the end of the night She's about to head home when two men stop her Miss Sani-gu? Yes, that's me We're from the violent crimes unit She invites the two officers inside And her mom is confused but they're making them tea Cause in Korea you like, make them tea I know it's weird guys, it's weird Yeah Why are the cops here? I don't know, Mom. How would I know? They all sit down, and the cops pull out a picture. Do you know this man? She looks at it, and she shows it to her mom. Mom, isn't that the guy that... Yes, it's that who stole all our money. What about him? Did he steal more money from more people? Ma'am, he's dead. They study Sonny's expression. And she's like, he's dead? She doesn't seem upset, because, like, come on, he's horrible, right? But she's kind of shocked. Miss Sonny, where were you the night of January 2nd? Excuse me, January 2nd? Last night? Oh, it was, um, yeah, it was right after your dad's funeral. She was up all night studying and then she woke up really, really late. So, yeah, she woke up at like nine, I think, slept the whole morning. Why, what's the problem? Yeah, what's the issue? The two cops don't, they don't say anything. And they just get up and leave. It's interesting. But now Sonny can't help but think about what Harold said. People around her she hates will disappear or die. So she's sitting at her desk and she grabs a mirror. And she stares into it. (gasps) Oh my god, my dark circles are so bad. (sighs) I should just study. So she slams the mirror down and she doesn't see anything. And I'm like... Just give it one more second, okay? Meanwhile, at the police station, we got two cops we got to talk about, okay? We got an older cop by the name of Mark. I'm talking your Korean ajoshi detective. Drinks soju, smokes cigarettes, generally a good guy probably wants to do good but like is definitely in his sherlock holmes (laughs) era you know what i mean do you know what i mean right and then we got scott the younger one he's about sonny's age and his whole thing is look i'm just trying to get promoted and make a good living and solve some crimes he's a good guy he doesn't want to do anything shady but he's also not like trying to be sherlock holmes with a cigar Mm -hmm. yeah 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 anyway Scott is certain the criminal ended himself from fear of getting caught, and I had nothing to do with Sonny. Why are we investigating Sonny when she was just a victim of one of his scams? And there's no CCTV cameras that show Sonny leaving her house earlier than when she stated she left. Nobody saw her where the culprit died. But to be fair to Mark, the only thing that ties her to the scene are fingerprints. Lots of fingerprints. Her fingerprints are all over where the criminal died. What? And Mark cannot get over how similar these cases feels. He sees CCTV footage of the criminal emptying out his bank money from his bank account, putting it all into a duffel bag, throwing it off the building. He goes to a rooftop, throws all of his money that he got from all of his scams off a building for the people. And there's these red markings around his hands it looks like someone tied rope around his hands
1: what money throw off the roof i'm so confused
0: the scammer the voice fisher Uh uh-huh he emptied out his bank account
1: Uh from
0: all the money that he made in scams Uh and he went to a random super high building in seoul and started throwing out all the money
1: the night that he died yeah and there's cctv
0: camera of this
1: oh okay and
0: it's weird it seems like he's fighting his own body Mm. it's like he's trying not to throw it but it's happening it's so weird ultimately he ends up hanging himself on the roof so there was like this crane that he used
2: Uh uh-huh
0: and scott argues you know there's just no way that sonny who is clearly limited by her physical size as well there's no way that she did this all alone without getting caught on any cctv cameras But Mark argues, the guy who loves money, loves money, scams people for money, withdrew tens of thousands from his bank, threw it off a building before dying. You don't think that's weird? (sighs) Detective Mark, do we investigate weird things or do we investigate cases and evidence? Sonny's fingerprints were found at the ATM, the duffel bag and the rooftop that he died. How? And the red markings on his wrist? It's as if someone was holding onto him tight and forcing him to do these things. You don't think that's weird? Detective Mark, with all due respect, why are you so intrigued by these types of cases anyway? Everyone in the station knows that you have piles of mysterious cold cases on your desk all the time. Mark doesn't respond and says, I'm going to go home, but just let's investigate this one a little more, yeah? Everyone's gone home, so you should get home too. Scott is left speechless and he mutters to himself, Jesus Christ, that promotion's never going to happen. Why did I get stuck with this guy of all partners? Mark leaves to meet up with Professor Harold. I know, like I said, the city is 10 people deep, okay? So they know each other, and they sit down for a glass of soju. You're busy, detective. Why did you want to meet me? You forget again, don't you? Mark pulls out a little gift. At least remember your own birthday, Harold. Is it socks again? Yeah, you know what they say, as long as your feet are comfortable, the world is comfortable. Besides, you have tons of other things, don't you? Professor Goo. Ah, 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 ah. Mark is like, shut it. I've heard enough about this Professor Goo guy. No, but I met his daughter and there's an evil spirit attached to her. The same one that killed my own mother. The one that I have searched for, for years, for decades, I finally found it. So we kind of are putting things together that Mark worked on a case where Harold's mom died.
1: Okay, okay, got it. That's how they know each other. Yes,
0: and it seems like Mark kind of took a liking to Harold or maybe feels bad for never solving that case. Mm. And it seems that Mark is determined to still solve that cold case and find a human killer. And Harold, on the other hand, seems determined that it's an evil spirit. Mm. Yeah. And So So they don't
1: see eye to eye.
0: No, but they do seem to have some sort of affection for each other. Mm. Professor, just... Pretend you didn't see anything. Live a normal life. You have shit tons of money. Spend your money. Go find a girl that you love, okay? You still don't believe me, do you? I do, I do. You know, current forensics have improved drastically. There are CCTVs, dash cams everywhere. So the arrest rate, you know, is close to 100% these days. But there are cases that are hard to solve even with all of this like when loved ones suddenly disappear or when murders happen behind closed doors. When I see those cases, I start to believe you too. I think maybe ghosts are real, but I'm not here to catch ghosts. I'm here to catch people. And I will make sure that I find out who killed your mother and why before I die. I promise you this, I will do that before I die. So please just go live a normal life. Also trying to live a normal, happy life is Sani's friend, Shelly. So Shelly is like her BFF since elementary school. She's touring apartments for rent with her realtor. And the best, most affordable priced one, almost too good to be true in terms of monthly rates, is um kind of creepy. She goes there at night while the tenants are there to check it out. And they all give her just weird vibes. They're all standing there just staring at her. It's a mom, dad, and a son, maybe like a high school son. And as she's walking off with her realtor, she hears a crying noise coming out of that unit. Like a little girl crying. Oh, did you hear that? Her realtor says, what noise? No noise. Come on, let's go. I have to close up shop. Shelly moves in.
1: They live there? The mom, dad, and son? son.
0: They're looking for new tenants.
1: Oh, so they're moving out. Mm -hmm. Okay.
0: So Shelly moves in eventually and Sonny comes to visit her. And Shelly ye- meets her outside and is yelling, I, It's been ages since I moved. Why are you so busy? I know, sorry, but I brought you a gift. Hey, those are brand name tissues, so use it sparingly, okay? And they walk into the creepy apartment that Shelly was viewing that night, that she heard the crying, and Sonny asks her, Wait, what were you saying in the text about some sort of ghost? <sighs> the neighbors kept asking if I was all right, and they said that every single night they would hear a girl crying. Maybe there was a little girl crying before you moved in, like the old family. No, I met the previous tenants. They had a son in like middle high school. <sighs> Jesus, is it like ghost season or something? Everyone, Everywhere I go, all everyone talks about are ghosts. I'm serious, Sonny. I hear people whispering and mumbling every night. I hear footsteps. It's sad. I don't even have money. But now I have to live in a haunted house too. <sighs> Make sure you keep checking my friend location app. If I never leave this house, the ghost killed me. Shelly, don't worry about ghosts, okay? They they don't exist. They eat and it seems like Sonny is going to be sleeping over and the two of them are catching up. And um, yeah, they're catching up about Sonny's not dead, but now actually dead father. She's like, wait, why don't you go back to the house and get that weird artifact thingy that the grandma gave you? Who knows? It could be worth a lot. Wait, does that mean that when grandma dies, you get the house? What? what are you saying i still don't get why your mom divorced him though he's rich he was a university professor what was the problem uh, i don't know i'm tired shelly let's just go to sleep so Sonny is set up on the floor while shelly is on the bed knocked out and in the middle of the night long fingers open up the windows these are older windows and stick their hands in with their phones to take pictures of the two sleeping women. A bunch of teenage boys. Sonny screams when she wakes up and sees them. Tells Shelly, call the cops. She grabs a broom and runs out. I'm going to catch what? the little shits.
1: What's going on?
0: Yeah, little teenagers are taking pictures of them sleeping. Are they ghosts or no? No, they're real teenagers.
1: How are they opening their windows? I don't get it.
0: Okay, so there's bars in these little basement apartments, right? There's Uh bars in these basement apartments. Uh And the windows are like sliding windows. So if you don't lock them, you can like squeeze and do this. So those
1: teenagers were just walking by? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so they're in like a basement apartment mm-hmm. Like Parasite Yeah uh, And they're like Let's see
0: if we can get some hidden camera footage Of some nasties, you know uh, Oh yeah So Sonny's running after these three teenage boys One of them's wearing green shoes Another one's wearing a blue hat Blue hat boy And they're moving fast She tries to keep up with them But she can't She loses their trail And the three boys meet up at the top of the hill And they're complaining I thought you said that that was the house We're gonna get arrested for some creepy hidden camera shit too now They said that that was his house What the hell happened? So it seems like they weren't just doing it randomly They were looking for someone in particular Uh Uh-huh It's interesting So maybe they're looking for that boy that used to live there Remember? Mm. The former tenant And they all decide to split up and go home And promise not to tell anybody about that night Two of the guys leave in one direction And Blue Hat Boy is alone And he gets a call on his phone From Hyunu. Oh yeah, Hyunwoo, my cousin. He looks scared. He picks up and all he hears is a little girl crying. Who the hell is this? Why do you keep prank calling me? He hangs up and when he looks up, someone is there standing. And he looks terrified, but it's not Sonny that cut up with them. No, she's at the police station reporting that four sets of hands stuck their phones in to take pictures. The police are not taking it seriously. Well, do you remember their physical appearance? Or did you see their faces? No faces, but they were probably ninth graders. One of them had a blue hat, the other one neon green shoes. Other than that, any other details? No, I mean, I don't remember too much because I was just so focused on catching them. The police don't do anything. And the two girls are sent to walk back home. And Sonny's saying, forget ghosts, you need to move because of those hidden camera creeps. I know, but I need money to move. Sonny and she pokes at Sonny and they look and boy with the blue hat is laying on the ground
1: ground where on
0: the pavement
1: of where just
0: like where their house is
1: outside their house
0: yeah so Sonny runs over and flips him over and there's blood on his hands and cheek but no open wounds it's strange it looks more like a vampire or something and Shelly's screaming oh my god oh my god is he dead Shelly starts screaming, Sonny is quietly terrified. She realizes that this is one of the kids that harassed them. And she hears, everyone around you is going to die. People you hate are going to start dying. And for the first time, she believes it. She goes to find Professor Harold at work while he's teaching a class. They get into the elevator after his class. And just as the elevator is about to close, it's just the two of them inside the elevator. He stops it and opens the doors again and kind of does a nod. What? The energy is weird. There are mirrors on both sides of the elevator. Sonny looks around. She doesn't see the ghost. But there is a ghost standing there between them.
1: Wait, the professor just invited ghosts in?
0: Yes. <laughs>
1: That's nice of him.
0: Yeah. <laughs> And Sonny says, you know, just because I came to you doesn't mean anything. You don't have to create such a atmosphere, you know,
2: <laughs>
0: for a little old me. The elevator doors finally open and Sonny screams. There is a woman standing right in front of them. Professor Harold looks at her and says, that one is human. And Sonny apologizes And walks off embarrassed And they get to his office where they sit down Please take a seat Did something happen Sonny? What you said before about people dying because of me Can you tell me more about that? You said you don't believe in ghosts Of course I don't but (sighs) Forget it never mind Tell me what happened Two people around me died The voice fishing offender and a young kid Harold looks up behind her at her shadow. Her hair is up, but he says, your size is the same though. Excuse me? Two people died? Can I see their photos? It's weird, right? But the two end up going to a local funeral home. So a lot of funerals in Korea, like I said, are in public buildings that have funerals. And you can kind of find them online, like where who's having whose funeral. It's not necessarily a thing where you reach out to people, I guess. You just kind of... It's posted online, you can look for it. They walk into the funeral area to find that little boy that had died. And Harold says that boy didn't fall down the stairs to his death, he was killed. Are you saying that I did that? No, a different ghost did that. A different ghost, there's others? In this world, there's a lot of others. And in that moment, Sonny sees two kids, one with a pair of green shoes walk in. That was the other kids from that night. Mm -hmm. And she starts looking. It's you, the hidden camera. F-. And she starts chasing after them outside the funeral home building. And she grabs onto their backpacks. And they're screaming, ah, what are you talking about, lady? She sees their name tags. If you keep lying, I'm going to report you guys. You guys were with him the night that he died. No, no, we weren't. What do you mean, no? I saw you with my own two eyes. We split up with him that night after you started chasing us. Trust me, we have no idea what happened to him. Harold sees that one of, the, one of the kids has markings around his wrist. Like the fishing scam offender.
1: Hmm. What does that mean?
0: That a ghost is messing with him.
1: Inside sp- of him?
0: Not inside of him. Oh. Inside is the shadows. But when you have the wrist, that means a ghost is trying to like kill you.
1: Oh, like he got away. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So when did they decide who to like go in, who to kill? Oh,
0: let me tell you, okay. Oh, okay Sonny's okay. screaming, stop lying to me. Where's the other one? The other one? Who are you talking about? It's four of you. The kid with the numbers four, two, three, seven written on his hand. Where the hell is that kid? The energy shifts and the kids look genuinely terrified. Four, two, three, seven. How? How would you know that? Because I saw. That's how. When you were taking pictures, I saw it written on his hand. You freaking idiots. We don't, we don't know what you're talking about. And they run off. Sonny is trying to catch them, but Harold stops them. There is a ghost after them. What? What? So like, those kids are going to die? Harold tells Sonny, go home. I'm going to handle this one. Well, how the hell are you going to handle it? I don't know, Sonny. Each ghost is different. I have to find out which ghost is latched onto them and then go from there. You're telling me the truth, right? That I had nothing to do with that blue hat kid dying? yes okay and you said it's a ghost right what, what do you do if you find out it really is a ghost like do i throw salt on it or like green onions or you listen to them you figure out why they're still here and be careful about doors doors are the passageways to enter and exit this world if someone knocks on your door do not open it unless you are sure it's the person they say they are how am i supposed to know that But Harold drives off and Sonny goes to talk to some of the other students that come to the funeral. She wants to know where these motherfucking kids live, okay? Oh yeah. Meanwhile, Harold goes to meet with Detective Mark who brings him files about the kid that just died. And he asks Mark, the kid that just died, the blue hat kid, was he a school bully? There were allegations that he and his two buddies brought up a kid to the rooftop, beat him up, and that kid Hyunu." Ended up jumping to his
2: death. Mm.
0: Harold gets up and he wants to meet with that family to see if their son could have died and become this vengeful ghost. And Mark says, well, don't bring up ghosts so casually. People think you're crazy, you know that? Sani is doing her own investigation. She's got the address to some of the kids' houses, and she's trying to go meet with one. But before she can even get to that unit, the one she sees this little boy running up in tears, screaming, and they bump into each other. This is one of the boys from that night taking pictures, mm-hmm. and he said that he was getting calls from Hyunu, the guy that they bullied. And he gets on his knees and he says, Nuna, please save me. I'm sorry, I did wrong. I'm sorry for taking pictures of you. I will report myself to the police right now, but please just save my life. What are you saying, kid? Get up, get up. What are you saying? Did someone say that they were going to kill you or something? Y- you saw him. You saw Yanu. The numbers that were written on his hand. He's dead. He's dead? The kid? Sonny tries to help him by going into his apartment and grabbing his phone. I keep getting calls from the dead kid, hyun Are you sure he's dead? What does he say when he calls? I don't know. I just hear a little girl crying. She never says anything. Meanwhile, Harold goes to find the victim's family, but nobody wants to talk to him. So he goes closer to the door, and he thinks, huh. He tries to open it, see if it's unlocked, and he hears this little girl crying from inside. Meanwhile, Sani looks up and she sees the doors are all open to the apartment. I don't get it. What's going on? Doors are the portal between the two worlds. Every door from the outside is open. The gate door, the front door, the back door.
1: Like, was, has it always been open or just got open? Just
0: got open. Like, I guess he left it open in his attempt to leave. And so she slowly turns to the mirror. And she sees in the reflection of the mirror a boy in his school uniform covered in blood staring at them. Harold unlocks the door to the apartment. So now we get like two scenes. Harold, meanwhile, is unlocking the door to this creepy apartment, trying to, right? And he's trying to MacGyver through the lock, and not a single shade is drawn. It's a very creepy place. And bef- behind him, he hears a voice Who the hell are you, sir? What the hell are you doing in front of someone else's apartment? Harold sees a father with a shovel in his hand and markings on his face and wrist. Are you hyun parents, perhaps? You came to find hyun You don't know? He's dead. Then they hear a girl crying from their unit, and their mom freaks out. Leave! Get out of here! Leave! Hurry, sir! She starts forcibly pushing him away. If you keep doing this, I will report you to the police.
2: Wait, so Harold
0: slowly leaves. I don't know. We hear crying from the apartment. The family is so weird. We've got no idea what's going
3: on. Okay.
0: Meanwhile, Hyunwoo, their son, dead son, is very busy. Yeah, Hyunwoo is very busy. He's at the bully's house trying to torment him, and Sonny has no idea how to save this human kid from this ghost. She can only see the ghost in the mirror, and she's terrified. So she grabs the bully's hand and she starts running. They start booking it outside, and he's screaming, "What are you doing?" And she gets outside, and she's like, "Mirror, I need a mirror. I need a mirror. What are you talking about? I need a mirror." So they start going to all the card mirrors and they're trying to make sure that this ghost is not following them. The spirit is not following them. And she just doesn't understand. So she asks Hyunwoo, what did he do? Why did he die? Did you kill him? No, we never killed him. We didn't even hit him. He was hit somewhere else when he got to the rooftop. So we get a flashback where it's true. He was already on the rooftop when the three boys came up to smoke cigarettes. And he said, you know, we saved him from other bullies once before. So he thought, Maybe we're his friends, but we didn't think we were his friends. We thought he was weird. He looked at us while we were smoking cigarettes and he said, help. And we thought he meant help from the other bullies. So we didn't think anything of it. But by the time that we looked back up, he was on the ledge. And we said, wait, what are you, what, what are you doing? And his last words to us were, please, you need to see what's going on in my house. You need to tell everyone. Okay, anyway, she's like, you didn't kill him? (laughs) That escalated quick. So she's like, you didn't kill Hyunwoo. Yes, that's the truth. We didn't kill Hyunwoo. And that's everything. Well, not everything. So the boy tells Sunny that Hyunwoo actually had a little sister at home. He claimed that his parents were abusing the little sister on a daily basis. And that's why people needed to check out what was going on in his home. But nobody believed him because when you check the household registration, he doesn't have a little sister. That's even why he got bullied in the first place by the other bullies because everyone thinks he's a weirdo.
1: This boy says that he has a little sister at home. Mm-hmm but nobody has ever seen the sister or believes that he has a sister. So and the they... parents
0: deny having a sister.
1: Uh, so the bully bully him. Yeah. And these three kids are just bystanders?
0: Yeah. They actually saved him from the bullies once, but uh-huh. they don't want to be friends with him because he's the outcast, but they don't uh-huh. necessarily want to see him be bullied. It's just, they don't really like him. They don't really hate him.
2: Yeah. They're okay. just
0: doing their own things. You know, everyone thought it was weird that he was constantly making stuff up. The two look in the mirror again, and Hyunwoo is there. He's everywhere in the reflections, chasing after them. And Sani is doing her best to save this kid, but she doesn't know how.
2: Wait, so wait, wait. She-
1: You're, they're running right now.
0: Yeah. So she tells the kid, "You know what? Just go home," which is like the opposite of what. <laughs> yeah but he doesn't listen of course so he's like running after her she's just running away calling harold asking where he is harold meanwhile is in the alleyway trying to open one of the basement windows because he hears a little girl crying inside of that family unit he gets the window open sticks his phone in starts recording and he sees a little girl in the very corner crying and she's clearly been abused are you okay little girl just, just hang on. I just, she's going to help you out. But before he can get back up, he gets bunked on the back of the head with the shovel and he wakes up tied up next to the crying girl. Yeah. So it's going to so be a Not so yeah, not so sharp, literally. The shovel's sharp, though. Meanwhile, the couple, they're upstairs drinking soju. While So Hyunwoo's dad looks like an abuser. The mom looks a little bit nervous and scared of him, but also an abuser. And she asks, when did she get a hold of Hyunwoo's phone? Did you see all the numbers that she called? So the phone calls made to the boys, they were not from Hyunwoo's spirit or ghost.
1: It's the girl.
0: Yeah. I tracked down one of the kids, the blue hat kids, but he ended up running away from me and slipping on the stairs and dying. So, so you're telling me one.
1: none of this is ghost activities.
0: Nope. Harold is downstairs using a soju, soju bottle to untie himself and he starts eavesdropping. The dad is planning to kill the little girl. Since she wasn't born in a hospital, they don't have records so they can get away with it and they don't know what to do with Harold. They hear noises coming from downstairs of Harold trying to break free, opening up the window, breaking it open. He's lifting up the little girl to be saved, blocking the door. She's climbing, trying to reach the window. She's crying. Okay, like, literally, I love children. I have two nieces. I love them to death. You could not say a single bad thing about them without me getting riled up. But, like, why do kids have to cry all the time? You know what I mean? It's like, focus on getting out the window, girly. Okay, but she's, like, sobbing. I'm like, girl. I'm getting so stressed right now. Please, please, like, help, help me, help how, you.
1: How old is this? She's bro. like five. Oh, okay.
0: I know, I know, I'm <laughs> evil. Okay, I know, I'm literally evil. No, but no, like, no. you yeah. know, it's just a little Be frustrating because she's like crying and then looking <laughs> up. And I'm like, just like, I don't know, jump, right? And she remembers that knew her brother, was being beaten by her parents for trying to report her for being alive. Sani and the student end up arriving at the perfect time. Sani helps the little girl out. The student makes sure the mom can't get to her. And Harold knocks out the dad all in one go. It's like, bada bing, bada boom. Okay?
1: Bada lee. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so the police... <laughs> ah! So the police arrive to save the little girl. And Harold sees, sees Hiano, The spirit... Okay. And all he ever did was try to save his sister. Bringing her food and water and telling her that he's going to take her to the pada one day. (laughs) Literally, take her to the beach one day. (laughs) 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 Anyway. (laughs) And um, yeah, he's gone now. The ghost says goodbye.
1: Oh, so now the ghost's last wish has been yes. done. So now the ghost is done. Got yes. it. Yes.
0: And yeah. the two, Harold and Sonny, are sitting on the side and Sonny says, Is he gone? Yes, he is. But the spirit latched onto you is still there. Actually, no. Harold, there are no such things as ghosts.
2: <laughs> wait, <laughs> Listen, what, wait, wait, at this point what? I was like,
0: Girl, girl, what? What? So now she's saying It's the humans that are the problem. We all thought that this was a ghost this whole time. And sure, maybe you can see Hyunu, maybe you cannot. But at the end of the day, the parents are the evil monsters. They did what they did, leading Hyunu to die. And this girl, she wasn't a ghost. It wasn't Hyunu calling these other boys. It was just human evil. Sani decides there's no such thing as ghosts anymore. What do you
1: mean she decides? She saw them. She saw him.
0: Yeah, but she's like, nah i'm good really yeah she said ghosts might exist but they're not the ones doing evil they're not the ones like even if there's a ghost near her it's probably just hanging out with her you know it's probably not like doing shit they can't really do shit you know and as long as she's a good person she's a good person i don't know At this scene i was like i get it it's the character redemption i get it it's the character growth but i was getting frustrated I was like, how do you... You're literally driving me crazy, okay? So Sonny decides there are no such things as ghosts anymore. She just wakes up and she's like, mm they don't freaking exist anymore. Instead, I'm going to go to a therapist to get medicated for my anxiety and what I think are hallucinations. And at the end of the session, she asks her doctor, doctor, do you believe in ghosts? The doctor's like, all right, I'm going to up the prescription. <laughs> all
2: right.
0: <laughs> You could have hallucinated in your weak state, but no, Sonny. there are no such things as ghosts. I will make sure that your meds are ready for you within the hour. So she's going down that path. Meanwhile, Harold is still going down his path super strong. He's even holding a ritual for Yonu's ashes to help him pass to the other side more pleasantly. And when he gets home to his fancy evil villain mansion it seems like there's another ghost in there. I don't think that this is a real person. It feels like Harold from when he was a teenager or something or someone that's dead, because there's just like randomly a student with him all of a sudden in his house. And I don't think this is his kid. He never calls him dad. He's never around in any other scenes. Mm. And he sits down in his school uniform and says, so you've chased an evil spirit your whole life. Anyone you tell about evil spirits thinks you're crazy but you see ghosts. And when you see it, there's nothing you can do. It's not like you can catch the ghost. No wonder you drink. And Kangmo, Professor Gu, the professor that died, you guys have never met, despite all of your pleas reaching out to him, wanting to meet him while he was alive. So now we're like, mm, he wanted to meet Professor Gu? Why? Yet he sent you, a complete stranger, a letter asking you to save his daughter. More than that though, It appears that he knew that the evil spirit was going to latch on to his daughter. How would he know that? I'm sure once we find out what kind of demon it is, we can understand why it latched onto her. You could get hurt, you know. It could get a lot more painful. And none of this will bring your mom back. The evil spirit already killed her. Yeah, well, nothing will ever be harder than this. So while he's brooding over there, we got Sonny being dragged out of the house by Shelly. Just tell me where we're going and I can go willingly, please. Okay, fine. Remember Yuna from high school? What? The obnoxious obnoxious bitch?
1: Who's Shelly, the best friend? Yeah. Okay.
0: Well, she's getting married and we're going to go to the reception. What the hell are we going to do at the engagement party? You hate her too, don't you? Yes, I do hate her. But she's getting married to an opa that's two years older from our school Hello? Are you connecting the dots? His best friend was my first love? He's gonna be there! My 첫 my first love First love my ass? You fell in love with someone like every semester You could probably call him your 18th first love Either way, I'm not going Shelly, you can go alone Hey, you have to come, please! Shelly drags her to this super fancy dinner spot and Yuna is as bitchy as ever, okay? But the guy that Shelly is obsessed with is the cup. Scott, the young one. <sighs> I know, I told you, the population of the city is 10 people now, okay? Okay. They all get seated near each other and Sana is just anxious, Sani is just anxiously eating her meal and Shelly is stalking her first love. What do you think, what do you think? Isn't he so handsome in person?
1: Like, she's obsessed with him. Yeah. But he doesn't like her back.
0: No. Okay. Sonny remembers in high school, Shelly would force her to sit outside and watch Scott play basketball. Sonny would cover her face with her school uniform so that she could sleep. She was freaking over it. But she would wake up afterwards to go on all fours near the basketball court because the kids had run so hard they dropped any loose change they had, you know? (laughs) which she would pick up. And of course, Scott would be watching her from a distance. He was definitely more into Sani than he was into Shelly. You know, she's the tortured main character with sadness just written all over her face. They all sit there awkwardly while Yuna talks about, well, we wanted to go to Hawaii for our honeymoon, but we thought maybe we could go somewhere a little bit more exotic. What do you guys think? I mean, obviously, I'm open for suggestions and like money is no matter to us.
1: <laughs> very likable people <laughs> she
0: then turns to Scott and says loudly oppa isn't it hard being a detective there's no such thing as an easy job you know that's why we get paid you should try it sometime instead of using your dad's money Scott yeah and his best friend the groom is like elbowing him the whole table goes quiet and of course Yuna is fuming and she's looking To retaliate she wants to take out all Of this embarrassment and rejection on someone else So she's glancing around the table
1: Why not on the guy who attacked her Then
0: uh, because girls like This they want to tear down other girls or easier Subjects but like mm. Scott he got A smart mouth you know mm. he'd be The type to be like uh, shut up Yuna Your nose is crooked <laughs> and then She would cry about it probably for like three weeks Yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and so then she's like Sunny how are you I mean, you've always looked good in casual clothes, but don't you think you're a little underdressed? It is uh, customary to dress for the occasion and setting, isn't it? Sonny tries to move her jacket to put it back on, but all of her things fall down and nobody helps her pick her things back up. Not a single person. Scott is kind of on the other side of the table. He, like He's close to her, not on the other side of the table, but not close enough to lean down. Uh-huh. And he's kind of watching in pain. And Sonny is so awkward. She excuses herself to leave early because she doesn't need to stay here and be humiliated for no reason. And even when she leaves, the bride is a bitch about it. She's like, well, bye then. scott gets up taps his friend on the shoulder and says really dude and then he tells the bride i guess you'll never change full of shit and he walks off and you hear her in the back going did he just say that about me (sighs) obviously it's about you you know who's it about it's not about sonny you weirdo yeah and he tries to leave and follow sonny but she's gone already She's gone to sleep early because she got to wake up early tomorrow and help a moving company. Listen, when I tell you this girl is working the gig economy, she's been doing like 25 different jobs since the show started. It's like two episodes in. Anyway, they're helping this really rich family move, and the kid in the family is an absolute freaking terror, literal menace to society. She demands Sonny find her new favorite doll, and Sonny is rummaging through the boxes trying to find it, and she slaps her, claws her hands so hard that Sonny starts bleeding and she screams, That's not the one, you idiot! Her mom comes into the room and doesn't even scold her kid for being an absolute menace to society. She just asks Sonny to help her find the little doll in a plaid dress. She says, we got it in Austria. It's her favorite doll. Um, I will look for you. And the mom just leaves. Leaves the kid to be a starfish on the ground, scream crying. Harold is also busy. So much busyness. He goes to meet with Sonny's mom. Gets invited for tea. She has no idea who this man is. She's just inviting people in left and right for tea, this woman, okay? Why did you want to see Sonny? Are you her boss? Oh my God, is she fired? I'm a folklore professor at the university. Her expression changes. Folklore professor, get out. Please, it's very important. Sonny, Sonny, has she been someplace old or odd or touched something of significant... What are you saying? Did did something happen to my girl? If she did, it might she might have touched an odd object, a very old, ancient... Could it have been an ancient red hair accessory? Red hair accessory? Sonny's dad left it for her when he passed. May I see it? It's not here. I threw it away at the house. Why? W- what does the object mean? Please! but Harold just walks off and he's heading to the Hanuk where the grandma is and grandma's just packing away Professor Gu's stuff and she spots that book about hair accessories and on the very front page, it's like Professor Gu drew a map into the woods. So we can presume that's where he was the night that he died when he came back in from the thundering rain. Mm -hmm. It seems like he went to some weird wooded area with this hair accessory trying to perform some sort of ritual. We can Mm -hmm. assume Sani is finally done with her moving shift and she walks towards the river and she sits on a bench and she's humming. I'm like, this is not Sani. This is the the demon because Sani is not a humming girl, you know? So far, she's like, what's there to hum about? The world is the world, you know? And suddenly she's... (laughs) (laughs) Shit. (laughs) And she's sitting there and we see, because her back is to the camera and we just see her doing something on the bench and she mutters... No wonder the fing brat has no manners. When her rich fing mom buys her everything she wants, there's not a single thing in her life that she could ever want. And yet, what does she have to complain about?
1: What what is she talking about?
0: The kid, the little girl. The five-year-old? Yeah, and we see the camera turn, and she's using a box cutter to cut up the kid's favorite doll. The doll in the <sighs> plaid dress, and she's humming and smiling. <laughs> But slowly, that smile turns into a look of confusion and our girl Sonny is back and she's looking around, realizing where she is and sees the creepy doll with black eyes and plaid on her lap and she freaks out, throws it and starts booking it. She runs all the way into a tunnel and she stares at a mirror in the tunnel and she doesn't see anything in her reflection, at least not now. But when she looks down, she finally sees her shadow uh-huh. that Harold has been seeing. And she starts looking at around at everybody else's shadow. And finally, she looks back in the mirror and the reflection is not her. Well, it is her, but it's not her now. It's her smiling, smirking. And then all of a sudden, the girl in the reflection says, guess my name. Sonny starts hyperventilating. But when she looks down, her shadow is normal again. And the reflection is not in the mirror. Her reflection is herself. Now, the only thing that's weird, every other person's reflection in the mirror also depicts a shadow. Mm -hmm. But hers is shadowless.
2: Mm. And she
0: suddenly goes into a half panic attack where she suddenly starts envisioning something and all she sees is her dad's house, the old Hanok traditional house. And she's confused why, but she feels compelled to go. So she starts rushing there. Remember who else is rushing there? Harold. Harold gets there first and rings the doorbell. Grandma opens it. Do you remember me? I was at the funeral. Why are you here? I heard he left a red accessory for his daughter, Sani. I know that this might be a disturbance, but could I see that red hair accessory? Grandma invites him in and asks, Why do you want to see this? You're telling me Professor Gu had this in his possession? For how long? Was he doing research on this? Then he must have had some notes. Do you mind if I could see the notes? Grandma is looking at him with tears in her eyes. It looks like she too, like something is really off about her but the door rings before she can even do anything she goes to answer and when she opens the door <gasps> sonny's standing there and she says you opened it ah sonny what are you doing here meanwhile we see the real sonny running to grandma's house but professor harold already guesses something is up he runs to the room in the house where grandma had had been and he slams open the door she'd hung herself and all of Professor Goo's files are on fire.
1: Wait, 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 wait. Oh, Grandma just on herself. Yeah. Because of the demon that came in. Yeah. The ghost that came in. So
0: the demon probably is strong enough to split from Sonny's body now, even while she's awake.
2: Oh. but like kind of
0: use her body. Like, I don't think that she can separate fully. Mm. She still needs like a host body.
1: Yeah. For uh, a yes, little bit, but for can, five minutes.
0: Yeah. But can separate and force grandma to do things.
1: Okay. Um. Yeah.
0: So Sonny calls 911. Cause she gets there and she mm. sees what's going on. And she knows the spirit inside of her most likely killed her grandma. When the police arrive, They are less understanding of Sonny's situation. They don't know anything about evil spirits. They just know that Sonny might have a lot to gain from her grandma dying. And the cops just don't think that an old woman with frail health could have done this to herself. Harold asks one of them, would you believe me if I said a ghost did it? And they look at him like, I don't know what you're talking about. Detective Mark also arrives and Harold asks him, if you get a piece of evidence that says red hair accessory on a journal, please can you give it to me? It's important. Harold tells Mark that this is Professor Gu's house and his mother is the one that died today and he knows that this evil spirit is lingering and is killing other people. Meanwhile, Mark doesn't want to hear his shit. Mark wants to know why the hell Sonny is here. Was that girl present when the grandma died? Are you insinuating, detective, that she's a suspect? Don't be a fool. Humans are more terrifying than ghosts. Besides, that human right there has a lot to gain. She's the inheritor of that woman. Trust me, she is not involved. Well, let us, the police, figure it out. And please, Harold, just go home and let us do our jobs. Sonny sees her grandma being taken away on a stretcher and her wrists are exposed and they have the same red markings on them. And she knows that her spirit did this. So she walks off the property and straight onto incoming traffic, All these cars are stopping for her. Their tires are screeching. Their cars are honking. She hears that voice inside. Try it. You'll realize how much you actually want to live. And the truck just misses her. But she still stands there trying to get hit, causing a whole scene. And Harold finally comes in to save her. And he asks, do you want to die? And she said, I thought I did. But I guess in that split moment, I decided I don't want to. Just like what the spirit had told her. Good. I agree. I agree, you need to live. This is just the start. Let's go. We've got a lot to talk about. Wait, if you stick by me, bad things are gonna happen to you. So why are you doing this? Doesn't matter what happens. Let's go. So they go to Harold's place, and we find out that Harold's mom was possessed by a spirit. Also? And she ended up herself in front of him when he was a little boy Mm. and he remembered it was weird she was holding on to a red hair accessory and the way she her movements were it's like she didn't want to do it she kept telling him to go she it was out of body he could see forces pulling her into different rooms And ever since that day, he's been looking for evil spirits. That's why he came across Professor Gu's writings. He read every single article about these ghosts and the loose-haired spirit, the ones that feed off of humans' deepest desires. That's why these spirits will kill people that you hate. That's how they gain their power. Mm. And he's been looking for that red hair accessory ever since he was young, ever since he was five, because it was in his mother's hand when she passed. He doesn't remember how he left. But when the cops came, it was gone. Hmm. So they need to find that red hairpin. And they need to find out where it's getting its power. And that is when San- Sani says, I remember something. When I was there, when grandma died, because, you know, her spirit was there. She can kind of remember it. I, um, I saw a note. And she starts drawing that map to the tree. And we see a flashback. This seems like back in the day because everyone's wearing hanboks, which is like Korean traditional gowns, right? And we see this like shaman mother and she gathers a group of village girls and she picks them one by one and she gifts them the red hair accessory. But the minute they touch it, they become terrified of light. They get scared of the sun. They get scared of doing anything. They don't want to eat. They just stick in a room under a blanket. And after enough days has passed, the shaman will come in with a raw plate of skinned chicken and stab them to death. So it seems like this shaman is putting all of these powers into this red hairpin. Mm-hmm. And this is the spirit. And they need to go to wherever her dad had gone to try and find this spirit and put an end to this.
1: Okay, so it's an old, old sh- shaman demon. Yes. Huh, and the dad couldn't overpower her. No basically no Uh, Mm -hmm.
0: and that is where we are
1: but okay i had a huge question yes why did a grandma give it to her
0: the dad oh the dad wants her to have it why? Literally, nobody knows. That's what they're trying to find out. Harold said, I have no idea why your dad would give this to you, knowing that it has evil spirits. And attached you're saying to it.
1: grandma was acting weird when yes. she gave it to her.
0: I thought that grandma was haunted or mm. like had a spirit, but it seems like the dad actually gave it to her. Mm. And maybe the grandma knows what's about to happen, and maybe the dad is like, you need to give this to her because she maybe is the only one that can stop it now.
1: Uh So the dad wants the daughter to be hunted.
0: That's what it feels like. It's like he gave it to her and he sent the letter to Harold.
1: To protect her.
0: Yeah. And he knows that Harold is into stuff like this and has personal motive to want to stop this. Mm. So it's it's kind of like he is, I couldn't do it. So now I have to bring in the next group of people. Mm. So
1: he's like daughter, Harold... ghostbusters
0: Ghostbusters, yes yes that's the vibe i'm getting because originally she after she found out she was really butthurt she's like i mean i get it i didn't know the guy but the fact that he would give me something knowing this would happen to me
1: exactly is
0: messed up so it seems like he's doing it for like the greater good
1: yeah Mm -hmm. Mm, i don't know man just give it to Harold, like what the hell
0: (laughs) Just be like, Harold, you wanted this so bad? Here you go. Yeah. Here you go. I know. I heard you've been looking for it. Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: Mm. Doesn't make sense. And mm-hmm. why didn't the, the the ghost just kill Harold? Like, the dude's always in the way. Yeah. Right? He was at the Hanuk. He's he's everywhere.
0: Yeah. I think...
1: I get it. Storyline. We're going to yeah, keep it moving. A
0: storyline, but also maybe the ghost is just trying to gain more power, and she only gains power by killing people that Sonny hates. Cause that was written in the text, like it's you have to exploit the desires, dark desires of the um
1: the the, the host. But the, you say the daughter daughter hates the grandma.
0: Okay. I thought it was interesting because Shelly said, so when grandma dies, mm-hmm. you get everything. Mm. And maybe the the spirit felt like, oh, she's struggling for money. So this probably is her deepest desire. Mm. Now we don't know if it is actually Sonny's deepest desire, but I think that's how it became two and two.
1: Got it. That's good. Yeah. That's good. I don't think grandma
0: just died because she was like, you're going to ruin things for me.
1: Got it. So every, ah, oh, I see. Yes. So demons still somewhat, presents her inner self yes her dark desire Mm -hmm. so she can't just the demon can't just do whatever the hell the demon wants
0: and remember even the demon was saying like die you know you'll regret it last minute or something it feels like she knows like even dark thoughts that sonny doesn't even know
2: Mm, maybe
0: Shit.
1: okay wow so
0: maybe sonny doesn't want her grandma dead but maybe she thought about it for a second yeah
1: maybe deep down she knows she will benefit so that's like a. So intrusive, it's not, intrusive.
0: Thoughts. Yes, like ooh, wow, I shouldn't good. be, but. Hmm. It's intriguing, right?
2: Yeah. I
0: know it's not our normal bam, but please let me know if you guys like it. Maybe I'll do a part two. It's really intense. One more question:
1: How I'm does like, yeah. how does Harold <laughs> like? see all the ghosts and stuff?
0: I think because he witnessed his mom dying. Mm -hmm. I'm sure we'll find out more in the thing. Or I thought briefly, maybe he had a spirit attached to him at one point because we see that Sonny starts seeing the ghost. Mm -hmm. So I think maybe you only have the ability once you've already been possessed Mm -hmm. or are possessed.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you have
0: some sort of link to them. Yeah. So I feel like he might have been possessed at one point, yes. Okay, okay. Is my speculation, yes.
1: Got it. Yes, but...
0: What are your thoughts? If you guys have watched the drama, does it get better? Does it get more convoluted? Does it get creepier? I like the filming of it. Normally, I think like these shows try too hard to be creepy. This one actually doesn't try too hard to be creepy. Even the music isn't like your typical horror show music, which I like. So it's it's actually a blast. So let me know in the comments and I hope you guys enjoyed it. I'll see you guys
2: tomorrow. Bye.